We've been talking sports. This is a matchup. Mickey here with Zizzy. Yeah, we're cutting it up. Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is. Mickey Zizzy podcast. What's going on, everybody? Season four, episode 11, the big one, one, double ones, because we're both number one. You know, sometimes we can share that role. <sighs> Coming at you sideways, and we are getting close to football season. Going to be talking a lot about that. Some, some divisional previews, some fantasy talk. You know, and some previous champions here, you know, going to give you some advice. But, of course, this is the Mickey Zizzy Podcast, brought to you by Pinnacle Supplementation, www.pinnaclesup.com. Go ahead, get your free merch by using the Mickey Zizzy code when you use uh, get any purchase. Uh, I'm talking, like, great supplements i'm talking the protein powder that i use on a daily basis i'm talking like it's not just something we promote it's something we use in our daily lifestyle go ahead get your supplement and wellness needs at pinnacle supplementation pinnaclesup.com also our man grant anderson not the guy that has just been on interviews not the guy that's just killing 1v1 tournaments i believe there's another one that was here in the home state of florida that is starting either like right now or might have been last week. I got to check up on the page. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. But check our man out, Grant Harrison, G for three on YouTube and uh, most of the social media. So, Mickey, what's up? Yep, 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 yep. Happy Saturday. And let's have a donut. After this debate, all the doors will be shut. I got a feeling inside my bones that after today, ESPN will be hitting up my phones. We are here on the Mickey Zizzy. Now crank that sound up and let's get busy. Come okay. on, talk to me nice. We're back with the rhymes. And I said, go grab yourself a donut. Let's eat. Hey, it is Donuts Saturday. We can never forget that. We can never forget. Now, I have transitioned from donuts today. I got cinnamon rolls in the oven as we speak. I'm telling y'all, I got to take a break in T-minus 12 minutes. I got a 20-second run to the oven. It's coming. It's going to happen live on the stream. But, you know, I'm just trying trying to show love to the to the roomies. We're going we gonna to have some big cinnamon rolls. Hint, y'all didn't know. Throw heavy whipping cream. I mean, you can do regular if you want, but the whipping cream around the cinnamon rolls before you put them in the oven. Makes them fluffier, makes them bigger. Just letting y'all know. All right. <gasps> Talk to me, bud. It's going to be a great episode. Sorry the allergies are acting up this morning because I feel like in the mornings I get I get too excited and the nose starts freaking out. But uh, no, for real, go hit a pinnacle supplementation. New tip, strawberry milk. It's different. That vanilla. I you know, I was actually, I know we talked about it, but when you sent it, I was pretty hyped. That has to taste so good. Try it out. Um, Yeah, G for three is absolutely balling right now. If you look on Showtime, there's going to be the OBL, Tracy McGrady's OBL show. Well, it's going to become a show, and Grant's going to be featured on that. So that's super cool. And y'all, we're just going to get down and get busy. Uh, We're going to talk a lot of football, talk your fantasy, because I know a lot of people are thinking about fantasy drafts, all this and that. But uh, we always have to start off with our Mark Mason person of the week. Mr. Zizzy, who you got? The person of the week goes to my man, Sean, at uh, Dunklin Memorial Church. I actually don't know his last name. It was actually just the guy that I met. Yeah, just the, a guy that I met over the phone. Um, got some stuff going on with uh, family, with certain family members and just trying to get them in the right direction. And so there's a, basically it's a rehab sober living type of facility just trying to help somebody out um and he was able to like hear me out hear my story you know a family member's story and kind of go through everything and get us in the process of just having them take that first step getting them to the facility and just like really making us all feel comfortable and making us all feel like they're in a better place and being able to take the right steps they need to just live a better healthy lifestyle and just I mean obviously help the entire family so just looking forward to that and it was just a really big help big weight off of uh, some of our shoulders and just uh we appreciate it and like there's I didn't didn't know much about places like that, but it was definitely uh, really good to feel comfortable being able to like walk out of there, um, not thinking like, okay, it's just just another number at a facility or something like that. Like, no, like this is this is a caring program that actually will give you the help and support that you need. So happy for that. Shout out my man, Sean. Sean, awesome. That's good. Bringing those positive vibes and treating you like a person. We obviously love that. <laughs> and hopefully, you know, all things go well down that way. Um, 
we're going to shift over to my personal week. You know, I kind of want to bring up Justin Patrol, but he was last week because Tanzania, they've updated their stuff. We'll talk about all that later Ooh. on. We'll check out those socials. You're right. sick. I want to shout out a few other people, but you know what? I want to keep it, keep it in the family. I'm going to shout out Pops, Father Hines, my father. Uh, and he followed the rules. Uh, it is awesome to see him so happy and be in the camp post. They're uh, in the works of possibly getting a new RV. So that's a, a new camper. That's always exciting. They're moving up. They're getting bougie with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they live out there for seven months and uh, just run the campground for um, Palisades, which is absolutely awesome. Just shout out for, you know, kind of conquering a dream and living it up every day. Absolutely, man. And like, honestly, I'd be so down for like the cross country road trip, <laughs> on, like on the road type of living. Like you upgrade and get me an RV. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going, I'm going. So I know, uh, I mean, and I, I mean, shout out to pal, man. Shout out to pal. <laughs> I absolutely miss that stuff. Oh yeah. Um, so as you saw from the title of this video, we're going to be talking our top fantasy running backs. You already know I was a running back. I'm super stoked for this. Got some feelings about who's going to be in my top five, etc. Um, we do kind of have a top five list, uh, non top five, but it is top five. That's probably what will happen, uh, here at the end of this segment. But I think we both agree on the first one. We typically do this on the show, but when you have the dudes, you can agree. And at first I did not want to do it. He's injury prone. He doesn't play that much, but he's a dog. Everyone's putting him at number one. So, like, I can't be upset because he's going to ball in the system. Christian McCaffrey. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're fine. Uh-oh. We Not your number no, one? We no, we are. No, we're on the okay. same page. Okay. We're on the same page. You know, there's not like a. I don't know. There's the obviously the big question marks when it comes to him over the past few seasons, especially coming into last season. Like, like you said, the injuries that stacked up. He's a workhorse. He's a exactly. everyone talks about the curse of going north of 300 carries, and he's doing it every single year. Yep. Um, I, I get all that, but he is an absolute game changer when you talk about just actually stepping on the field. This is a guy that is guaranteed 25 fantasy points anytime that he's going to be in the lineup and plays an entire game, and then obviously we had the big trade last year where you transition from the Carolina Panthers a team that's in a rebuild, which I expect to be even better this season, but still like they're in a rebuild. They don't have a great offensive line in front of them. They ask him to do a lot of the work. Everybody game plans for him. Whereas you now go to San Francisco, they have a bunch of playmakers. They have a system where you have to defend the system. You can plug and play a lot of different people. He just happens to be an all-time elite player at the position. Now you have the offensive line in front of you. We saw what he did in half a season with him last year. I don't expect them to be any worse. I will say I was a little bit cautious to throw him at one because I'm just nervous about the quarterback situation in general. Um, Obviously Brock Purdy coming off an injury, Trey Lance coming off an injury, Sam uh, Darnold is now in the, in the lineup. Like we don't, we don't know exactly who's going to be starting for the first few games this season. And that makes you worry about them. But that's going to help out the run game. They're going to probably run the ball more. Well, they'll they'll rely on on him more, but at the same, that's where it's like, I fear it falls into the same trap as Carolina, where people just kind of game plan for the run. The difference in San Francisco is there's talent around him. So like you have a Debo Samuel still, who's a hybrid all time athlete. You have a better offensive line. Like, yeah. You have George Kittle for those five yards. Easy. read. Exactly. All right. Like I'm going to, I'm going to, Take my hitch here real quick or my uh, comeback. Yeah. And because of that, I just think it wasn't going to be as bad of an impact. And just be it's it's Christian McCaffrey. Like I said, it's 25 minimum if he's going to be in the starting lineup. So you, you have to go with him. The only thing that I was really away from was the injury. You know, you always hate when you draft your first guy, like, all right, here we go. And then he gets hurt and your season's pretty much at a standstill and you got to make trades all the time. Uh, You know, and this is going away from my number two on my fantasy top running back list, but he's such a weapon at the receiver and you kind of want a receiving back. I mean, if you really wanted to in San Francisco, you can put Christian McCaffrey in the slot and you're going to be a okay. And excuse me, he gets a ton of action. He gets a ton of reps, a ton of percentage of the ball. So on your fantasy team, you want that. I totally agree. He might average 25, right? When you see someone on the other team that they got Christian McCaffrey, like, all right, this is going to be a tough week. Like, I know that running back's going to bring everything. So, I mean, he's a staple for number one. 
Yeah, and I mean, like, you brought up a great point with the receiving stuff. I mean, the game itself, right? The NFL is transitioning. It's a pass-happy league. Receiving yep. backs are really important. You don't really, see, you don't really see a lot of traditional three-down backs anymore. McCaffrey can be that. And he, is the, he has a 92.6 receiving grade. It's by far the best out of all the running backs in the league. It, it, I mean, it makes sense. You're going to be able to use him in all facets of the game. My number two. Uh, second person on my list where if you draft this guy, you're going to be A-OK. Say, you know, you're down there in the first round, like pick up this guy, Derrick Henry. Famous guy once said, you know, give him his flowers or, you know, he's going to be the champion until uh, told otherwise. But Derrick Henry is such a man amongst boys. I understand he's getting up there in age and the Tennessee Titans really don't have anything. That's why I have him at number two. Yes, teams are going to game plan, game plan for him. He's still getting a thousand yard season with everyone knowing that Derrick Henry is the face of this franchise. Get him on your team. He's going to get you a solid 15 to 20. Like, he's going to be consistent, and he's going to have those games where he pops off and wins you a week. And it's not going to be just one week. It's going to be multiple weeks. He can win you five games in a season. I really think so. Obviously, you got to have a better team around him, but he is the focal point. He is going to be the guy. I mean, I don't even know who their quarterback is going to be this year. I totally forget if I'm being honest because it just don't matter because Derrick Henry is the face of this franchise. He's going to get all the short down distance. I still He's still going to be stiff-arming people into the upside down. It don't matter, Yank. Derrick Henry's my number two. Love him. He was my I love him to death, and I mean, I will never disrespect Derrick Henry's talent. I'm going to disrespect him where I have him on this list right now, though. I I don't I don't know if he's in the top five this season. I don't know if he is a guy who's a state like the best. He's a staple. Like, I, I, have him, I have him at five. Okay, I have he makes the list. I, he makes the list, but it is a tight tight race for him to make that list, and it, and it is literally. Just like you said, I know I know they game plan for him every year, but they haven't. Again, they have not done enough or done really much to add anything around them. I haven't seen a free agency move that makes you like, okay, there's something to take the attention away from Derrick Henry. The guy's still getting old. Like time is undefeated, especially when it comes to a running back position. I know we don't like to hear that, but it is undefeated, and you can't continuously take 300, 350 carries. And we've now seen him with back-to-back seasons with that, with injuries and actual decent amount of missed games. It it's going to wear him down. Now, when he's on the field, you're 100 right. All time, absolute legend, beast. Can't go down on one tackle. He's going to get you 75 yards minimum. I I get that, but I just I have to worry about if you're going to worry about the injury bug with CMC. I'm starting to worry about it with Derrick Henry and for the fact that they're. They're not like other teams that have other things or other pieces they've added. It's just it's just not there. Hello, Brassel. Yeah. Um, no, I uh, I get it. I really do. But at the end of the day, I'm gonna trust that he. If even if he plays 15 to 14 games, I still think he's a staple to have on your fantasy football team. Now that's why I have Christian McCaffrey because the team itself is not all folks are Christian McCaffrey, but. Bring it on, Donkey Kong. I like Derrick Henry. Uh, you have him as five, kind of disrespectful. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, I, I understand. Like, I'm not going to say that's such a dumb take because – And like I said, I hate – I'm a little biased with this one. Down the list, but it's just you have to be – you have to be reasonable. I mean, I still saw what he did when he was on the field last year, so that's why I have to keep him in the top five. But, it's again, the, the being on the field issue and the game plan issue, it, it worries me after four seasons in a row of it, you know? Like, after some point, you would think the NFL is going to learn something. Yeah. Uh next- that thought. Cinnamon rolls. Woo! Let's go, baby. So I'm going to talk while he goes make some cinnamon rolls. I will go on to my tangent and then see what he has to say. My next running back is going to be Josh Jacobs. Now, if you look at a lot of these other channels podcast they're gonna say josh jacobs is one of the dudes and i think i totally agree when you have the raiders with you know whoever their quarterback's gonna be this year i should have done my quarterback checking uh josh jacobs still gonna be the focal point he still can have great receiving yards he just gets yards and he gets points and he gets touchdowns um jimmy g is gonna be that quarterback this came to me uh and if we saw from what jimmy g did at san francisco they ran the ball a whole lot so Josh Jacobs is still going to be the focal point of this offense. 
kind of like the Derrick Henry situation, but Josh Jacobs is a little bit younger. He's going to not get as, uh, he is not as injury prone yet. I think Josh Jacobs, you can feel safe in your fantasy lineup when you see his name next to RB1. I just told him all about Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I I heard the JJ reference. Um, I mean, I I love Josh Jacobs when you're coming off of a season when you're leading the league in all purpose yards. Again, you got to believe that you're gonna kind of have some sort sort of repeat success, especially when the defenses are going to always always be worried about Devontae Adams. I mean, you have him, but again. Not sure what else they necessarily have added. Yeah, I said they got Jimmy G. I almost forgot. They add Jimmy G and replace Derek Carr, which, I mean, however you want to look at it, kind of a wash if you ask me. And then you get rid of Darren Waller. So they no longer have Darren Waller. I mean, I'm not saying that the guy isn't going to produce. I just, I'm not going to expect him to lead the league in in all purpose yards this year. But I mean, to have him top five. I respect it. I personally don't, but I, I respect it. Really? I mean, just from his last season's success, uh, I guess you could say he's the Jonathan Taylor of this year. Um, That would be the only thing, like, okay. But I still have a lot of faith in Josh Jacobs. He was a solidified, like, flex RB2 for me because he fell in a lot of those fantasy drafts I had last year, and I absolutely loved it. Hopefully that happens again. I think that's why I have him so high is because I had a lot of success with him. Not at my RB1. Like, I got him late. He was my RB2 slash flex. Like, I, I moved him around in the lineup. If you're talking value, running back value, I would have him in the top three on this list because I think he's going to drop again is basically what I'm saying. I, oh, think, okay. that, I think that his talent is going to be there. I'm not – I don't think he's going to lead the league all-purpose yards, but I think he's going to be in that top five range, especially if he has that same workload. The man's a hard runner. He's been that way since Alabama. I, I mean, I I love his play. I love his style. I love how much he's going to be fed the ball. They're going to f- try and follow up on his success from last season. I just – I think he's going to be a, a running back that's going to be available later on just because he doesn't give you – he like, you know, there's name value. Like name oh, 100%, value. yeah. He doesn't have that same appeal as some of these other guys. I'm just I'm just saying. And the Raiders aren't successful. And, and the Raiders aren't as successful. On their team. So, I get you. I get you. So, so I actually have Josh Jacobs at number eight. Okay. Next up. Oh, so to fill you, because you went, what, two, three? So I guess I can follow I went one, two, three. Who's yeah, so for, for two, um, again, we talk about receiving backs. We talk about PPR leagues. I think most fantasy leagues nowadays are PPR, so point per reception. Um, Austin Eckler. And I just love, again, the we talked about it when we were talking about the quarterbacks and we were talking about Justin Herbert's success and now having Kellen Moore and having more of an offense that opens things up. I now think that he only elevates his passability. I know that people can talk about his happiness levels, whatever, being on the team, asking for a trade last season at one point. It's Austin Eckler. The man's going to show up to play. He can still run the ball just as uh, – I mean, he's had his four-touchdown rushing game still last season. Like, it's not that – he can do both sides of the ball, and they're only going to elevate his passing game. I think that his stats are going to be the same thing, if not better. And he's been top three the last three years. He's been a top three touchdown machine the last three seasons. Why not let that con- uh, success continue? I don't hate that. And probably you know, I don't have him in my top five. I have him at number six. Okay. Uh, that'd be a, pretty wild to a lot of people. But if you look at these first like six to seven running backs, like they are dogs, they're going to get you points. Like you need one of these guys on your team for you to have a successful fantasy season, right? If you see those top receivers go or that tight end or that quarterback go, and you're at the end of that first round, like you need to pick up one of these seven guys. A lot of, you know, leagues are six, eight, 10, 12. Like one of these dudes should fall. And Austin Eckler is definitely a dude you kind of wish would fall even early second round, because they're going to try to get the big names. So I feel like Austin Eckler still hasn't got enough fame, enough, you know, word to his name for his seasons. But he is the prime receiving running back. Justin Herbert's going to try to have an even better year. We talked about it, Herbert Sherbert, on the last episode. So he's going to try to earn it. They got more weapons. So Austin Eckler is going to be sometimes forgotten about in that passing game. I think that's going to be so lethal, right? And he is the prime receiving running back. And I'm kind of going against my word about like PPR and about the running backs. I just like the dudes I have in my top five, but like 
I easily can be convinced that Austin Eckler can move up. Like, I totally support anyone who has that opinion because I like Austin Eckler. Some of the off-the-field issues, not like, you know, he's doing bad things, but like like you said, the relationships, the happiness on the team. But dude is a dog. He is a workhorse. Um, I listened to a few things that he was on. He's actually an awesome guy. But uh, that's going to be my Johnson gets added to the offense, and you can look at that however you want. You can look at that as, oh, it's targets getting taken away from him. To me, I'd look at that as another weapon that the defense has to account for and taking more pressure off of him. But, again, that's just me trying to make a point for him to move him up. I think that he's just been that PPR staple. And, yeah, you, you got to gotta show me that he's get, get, getting removed, you know? That was your three? That was two. Two. That was your second three. Yeah, CMC and then Eckler. Oh, snap. Who's your three? Chubb. Nick Chubb. Okay, I have him at four, so. Yeah, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, uh, to me, it's just, like, every single year he proves you wrong, right? Like, the guy has never posted a, a rushing grade for a season under 80. Like, I mean, it's just facts. I mean, last year's rushing grade is over 90. It was 90.7, I want to say. Um He's an absolute physical specimen. You don't see him go down from one tackle. I believe I'm one of the people that believes that Deshaun Watson and the rest of the offense improves around him. Kareem Hunt's a free agent, so there's nobody else taking away his snaps. I mean, this is the guy. He is the three down back in Cleveland. Um, and it's the guy that for the last three seasons, everyone like we we everyone recognizes his talent. Everyone knows how good Nick Chubb is. But nobody seems to give him the, that same type of flowers as I would say you and I might. Um, the guy has for three straight seasons finished well above his yards expected. Like like there's they do rankings where like your yards expected for the season. Last year he was 300 yards over expected rushing yards. Like he, he's blowing numbers out of the water, and people are saying he's on a decline. He's on a decline with the way that the offense is set up to take the pressure off of him and open things up, he he might have an even better season this year. It's it's hard to say and it's hard to tell because you just never know how great or how long a running back's prime is. But, I mean, he's been doing it for three, four seasons. And the same thing you kind of talk about with Derrick Henry. It's kind of that same effect. Like, consistency is key. It's the motto for the podcast, man. Like, you got, until he shows me he's falling off, I'm going to believe in him to continue doing that. You said all the points I was going to uh, bring up. I have them at four. Um, I hate saying that Deshaun Watson and that offense is going to be better, but Watson's going to be there. He actually played a season. So now we can actually see some growth as him as a quarterback. Um, and like that'll change up the offense to get less are. pressure on. Um, so I totally agree with uh, Zizzy on that point. And Nick Chubb is a dog. I mean, you just look at like uh, Yank was saying, it was not being taken down. It's scoring the football with this new offense. I do think they score more points and Nick Chubb is going to be a part of that because they don't have an RB two. you have that Christian McCaffrey, which I know San Francisco has a few other running backs, but like the Derrick Henry, you don't know who RB two is in Tennessee. Now that's going to be happening in Cleveland. He's going to be the guy now is their injury risk because he's going to be taking on more responsibilities, more reps, more carries in a football game. Maybe, but I think Nick Chubb uh, definitely from what I've seen and heard about him, very, Calm, cool, uh, cool, collected guy. Doesn't talk that much. And he's going to put in the work and try to give his best every day. So I love Nick Chubb at four. Nick Chubb is one of those guys where you see on the list, you're like, ah, do I pick him up at number one? And you're later in the first round in those fantasy drafts. Pick him up. You're not going to be too upset with Nick Chubb at your RB1 slot all the time. Now, I've seen some drafts where he falls like round two because it's a receiver-heavy league uh, season this year. That would be money if you could somehow finesse that. But end all be all, pick up Nick Chubb. He is the dude. I think he's going to have a great season again. Maybe not as great, but because of maybe an injury that keeps him out for two weeks or, you know, just the ground and pound of running the football and with Cleveland Browns not being like that talented. So pick Nick Chubb up on fantasy. Now, as we wait for Mr. Yankovic to get back into the podcast, Make sure you go check out Pinnacle Supplementation. They just got new shorts, workout shorts. Go check it. Got a visit with them over uh, the bags tournament. They did not repeat, so uh, that is do sad. But go check out Pinnacle Supplementation. And we are back with Mr. Chef Boy Ari Zizzy. I was just talking <laughs> about Nick Chubb. You got to draft him. That offense is going to be different. 
uh, they're going to be scoring more points, et cetera. So I got my Nick Chubb takeout. Absolutely. And then, so, yeah, and you had him at four. I had him at three. So and then from there, I was transitioning. And I think it's just, it's a newer name um, as far as like when we're talking elite running backs. But I think this is the year he takes that step. And that is Tony Pollard of Dallas Cowboys. I, I got him at five. All right. Hey, yeah, I've got him uh, breaking the top five this season. I think this is his breakout year. And we talk about the, everyone talks about the Cowboys, right? No matter what they're going to do. They always seem to have a strong offensive line. If you watch them last year, if you and like people always talk about feeding Zeke, yes, on, on the goal line, he's a monster. There's a reason why he has north of 10 plus rushing touchdowns over the last couple of seasons, regardless of his yardage production. But Tony Pollard was the number one running back. If you look at what just overall production, usage, we're talking about use in the pass game. We're talking about actual yards per carry. The man averaged over four and a half yards per carry last season. I mean, he was absolutely fantastic. And now we're talking about them transitioning to an even more run-heavy scheme. I mean, we're, I mean, Mike McCarthy's the new play caller, right? And he's talking about slowing things down, time of possession, trying to make sure our defense is fresh and ready because they're by far one of the best units, if not the best unit in the NFL. That means feed, that means run the ball. That means feed the man, Tony Pollard. And I only see his usage going up. I see with it and we haven't seen Zeke be re-signed to them or anything. So we don't know exactly of anybody else that's going to be taking carries away at this point. I just think his numbers are going to be through the roof. And I just, I, it's your first year to show out in big D the America's team. Everybody's ready to watch this. Like the stage is set. I think he has a big season. I love Ezekiel Elliott, and I hate him leaving. I wish he'd come to Chicago. I know he's still a free agent. So my love for Ezekiel Elliott is still there. Um, but Tony Pollard is fast. Dude can run the rock. He is uh, – he can. He can catch a pass once in a while as well. Um, and that Cowboy offensive line is still good. They still have their solidified um, Zach Martin uh, mm-hmm. and – oh, who's there? I'll talk about him later um, on that offensive line. Um, and then you talked about it, right? You're on America's team. Like, this is your time to break out. I really hope fantasy owners do not look at Tony Pollard the same. Like, oh, I haven't seen it yet. I can't pick him up because he hasn't proved it. Keep talking that talk because I want Tony Pollard to fall. I really hope this is a name that falls. But I know, and you know, like, I want him in the second round, first round. Third, like, I know he probably won't fall to three. But, like, if you can pick him up and maybe you go running back, running back, just to really solidify your running back room. Sweet. I love Tony Pollard. He is at my five. I think he does have a breakout year. Like he is like that running back duo was crazy good, but they did get rid of Ezekiel. And now they got Ronald Jones. Like Rojo's not bad from Tampa Bay a few years. Yeah. Like he's going to be good to help pick up some of those uh, reps to help Tony Pollard not have to be the three down back. Like Nick Chubb is going to be next year. Rojo will get playing time. He's going to get playing time uh, to help Tony Pollard, you know, stay away from the injury bug. So all things are lining up for Tony Pollard to have a breakout season. I totally sign off on over the past two years. I mean, and he hasn't even been the the specified number one. Like everything's been shared between him and Zeke. He's averaging over five yards of carry over the last two seasons. Like I know I said four and a half last year, but it's like 5.2 over the last two seasons. He's had a rushing grade of over 90 for the past two seasons. He has a yards per contact of just under four yards of carry, like over the past two, like, this guy has been building over the last couple of years to be the guy in Dallas. It's coming. It's coming if he can stay healthy. Of course, that's the big thing that we all talk about when it comes to running backs, but it's true. Yes, it is. And that includes my top five, but you have your top five, which, and we'll talk about the honorable mentions last, the other people who are filling up your top 10 for top fantasy running backs. But who is your I number hate, five? I hate doing that. Right. And it's and there's there's things that are still like subject to change, depending on a couple free agents. You know, I would love to see where they end up. Crazy to do it. Rookie. No, stop. I think he's going to be that good, man. B. John Robinson. Mm hmm. No, I am never going to put faith. I would never draft a, a, a rookie. Right I'm not now. saying I'm not. Well, that's the thing, though, too, is like that's fantasy running backs. You are just one of the classic fantasy experts. You are vanilla. You are just doing what all the pros say. Uh-uh, I don't want it. Well, I'm also part of like Dynasty League, so I'm a little bit biased when it comes to that, you know, just a little bit. But um, 
I just I look at the scheme. I look at the fit. I mean, we're talking about Tyler Algier was having rush a, a thousand yard rushing season. Cordell Patterson in his older age is like been able to be a hybrid wide receiver running back been dominant in that in that role they still have him there i mean i don't i see him being traded or released just for cap room or whatever else but like we've been able to see these guys be successful in this offense they've talked about being a run heavy scheme he's going to be the featured back their their line is absolutely incredible i mean they're the best one of the best run protection lines in the league and then there's not you like again, you're gonna look at the receivers around you. They have to respect Kyle Pitts. Drake London's gonna get looks now. I, I just I like how it's setting up for him. The guy was an all-time talent in college. I I don't think that everyone's messing up when they talk about this guy's scout, like uh, from a scouting perspective. I do think he's gonna be that great. I I mean, it's like I said, it's very hard to just see it say it without ever seeing it. So I understand where you're coming from, and I'm not even gonna like come back at you for being upset about like, like don't do it with a rookie when there's other names out there. I trust it. That's why I said there's other names out there and I want to see how some things kind of shake up, but I, I love the setup, man. This guy is set up for a prime start to his career. The Falcons ain't going to be nothing. Yes. They're in a bad. The Falcons are winning the division. If you ask me, no, they're not. I still got Tampa or New Orleans, but um, I, I'll go I, when we do. We're not going to do our NFC. Actually, South well, it does depend on Desmond Ritter's success, but I do, I do love the Falcons this year. I'm not gonna lie. I don't, you know, Algier. I think he's still on the team. Like you guys share carries with him. I know he's going to be a rookie. I know he's going to have some of those growing pains. And you know, I'll be honest, like if he's your RB two, and my uh, my draft value for him is going to be around like around four or five. Like if he's there for my RB two, I'll be like, all right, like I can do that. I can get faith in the rookie. But there's no way on this. God green earth, I'm going to draft him as my RB1. No way it's not going to happen, right? I want a solidified guy at my RB1 who I know what they can do and that the team's actually halfway decent. I don't think the Falcons are going to win their division. Not at all. We weren't talking about that division today. But end all be all, RB2, yes. If he falls, which is not going to happen because all the experts like Mr. Zuzzi over here, Vanilla, uh, guy, um, is projecting him to go super far, so... I mean, if you just want, based off, if you're a projection drafter, go get B. John. You'll be happy. Myself, not so much. I get, and I get that. Like I said, I completely understand that. I just have to also have to look at the situations, and that's where it gets murky for a lot of running backs across the league. I mean, there's a lot more talent in the pool, if you ask me, and at this position nowadays. But everybody's got a very different situation. There's a lot of running back by committees. There's not – like, if you're talking about those top – select number ones like he's going to be the guy that's why i say that like i know i know that they still have algier but i mean it's literally it's specified he's the number one guy well it's still gonna be sharing ours i think that's the two running back room yeah uh, yeah, uh, yeah so we're gonna move out to some of our honorable mentions our sixes our sevens i had austin Eckler six my seven is actually jonathan taylor um he had one of the biggest drops ever he was supposed to be the dude Last year, but I think he comes back. I think Anthony Richardson does take a little pressure off of him. Everyone's be looking at him, trying to game plan for Anthony Richardson and not Jonathan Taylor. I think he still has a good year. Like, I don't think he's been hyped up as much, but like he can do it. We've seen him do it before. So I think he's definitely kind of a steal in those later rounds. If you can somehow pair it up with some of those first seven. And then he ends up dropping to a third or fourth this year. And if you snag him there, holy heck. Yes, right, yeah. absolutely. So I am there. I'm just going to talk about my honorable mentions real quick. Uh, Etienne uh, from... Uh, really really i like that running back room i like the jags i'm happy like you're hyping up the falcons i'm hyping up the i'm jags. all hype up the jags but it's more so like for the receivers and the quarterback exactly but he, that's the thing is like he's gonna be the third the fourth option when people are game planning when you're scouting for him and he still can run the rock i know he had an injury his first year in the league but like he's grown he's now not a vet but like he's got plenty of time he's got experience so that's only gonna help him uh, i love damian pierce from Houston, uh, they're going to have that rookie quarterback. I think that's a steal. And he had a successful season. I know that's how you won your league. I think you picked him up uh, in some of them. I know the super late one of yours, and I'm, I'm kind of hopping on that bandwagon. But, like, if you pick him late as an RB2, like, Houston's not going to be a pass. They're gonna not going to be a huge passing team um, with Bryce Young. But, you know. CJ, so it's like they're fine. Yeah, so they're and most then, of the weapons. Yeah. With another young quarterback 
Aaron Jones for the Green Bay Packers. I hate hyping up Packers, but Aaron Jones is a dude. Him and A.J. Dillon do share reps, so that takes away his points because he doesn't score as many touchdowns. But he'll be a receiving back. He's going to be a checkdown guy for those younger quarterbacks. You want a younger quarterback with a running back so that you get those checkdowns that you want to run the ball more often. And Rodgers in there, so you know they're going to run the rock more. And then at my 10, I had Khalil Herbert, just because I'm a Bears fan, and like they were one of the top rushing teams in the league last year. I would take Roshan before I take Khalil. I, I hope so. I like Roshan. I do, but I think our running back room is not but, dominant, but it's it's something. I can't have you, that, you, anybody from the Bears yet in the top 10, especially when your best running back is going to be your quarterback. Uh, <laughs> Justin Fields. So, yeah, Justin Fields, baby. RB1. Um, no, I mean, from there, after we were getting out of the top five, I mean, I, I love a Saquon if he comes back and is going to play. We'll see. Crazy. I don't have a guy in my top ten. Yeah. We'll watch. So we'll see what happens with his contract situation. I do also agree. I think Jonathan Taylor has his bounce back season. Um, I'm big on the returning second years and some of the rookies, like I said, like Brees Hall coming back. I hope from he's healthy. Yeah, I, I hope, yeah, I hope he's healthy. And I know he's coming back off an injury, but God, was he electric. And now – Put him back in an offense with Aaron Rodgers, a little bit pass happy. He's a three down back. I I, I like it. I like it. Uh, Damian Pierce, like you mentioned, uh, DeAndre Swift switching teams. Oh, okay. You know, going to I think he went to is it Philly? Yeah, yeah, Philly with Jalen Hurts combo. That's like that's pretty electric. Um, if you ask me, uh, I also like I love the Jameer Gibbs to Detroit. I I know that's another rookie thing that we got to wait. The rookies. I, you got to wait and see, but it's just like you you understand the scheme of certain teams and what they're trying to accomplish. And like Jared Goff is a big check down guy as well. There are a lot of short to intermediate routes. He's a big pass catching back as as well as a runner. I, I just like I like. Yeah, you know, and I really am big on running backs this year. I might maybe go receiver just because there's a lot of prime receivers like tier one receivers but my typical strategy i'll let people know i always go with the running back i try to get my solidified running back there i think they can score points because receivers can kind of pop off or get more consistent higher points sometimes those running backs are hard to have that consistency of good points but any other running backs you want to talk about here in the top running backs of fantasy Uh, i just just things to like keep an eye on right like like where's dalvin cook gonna end up like, where is he going to end up? He was the top running back last year. We talked about it. You know how mad I got, but, like, he's not on our team, so I can't put him on my fantasy. Yeah, I get that. So, like, that, and then on top of that, like, his replacement, like, Alexander Mattinson balled every time that he stepped in to start. Like, I'm not saying that he's going to be a top-tier elite, but, like, definitely a solid running back, too. I think you um, get him at a flex, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, like, that's where I mean, like, the talent pool runs a little bit deeper. There is some people that you can get later on that will still provide value. But if you're talking those little top elite guys, like I said, got to kind of pay attention to Dalvin Cook. Um, is Joe Mixon going to have another huge year? I don't I don't know. You know, we're bringing up a lot of these guys, and you're right. There, I think we do have I, – I know I'm kind of going against my word, but there's some more names you bring up. I'm like, ah, I'd be fine with Joe Mixon at my RB2, right? You want one of those seven guys we talked about to be your RB1. And, like, you cannot go running back now just based on some of those cats that you were talking about. Yeah. So it's it's interesting for sure, but definitely some names to look out um, for. And we're getting closer, man. Getting closer. Start building your list. I know. And if you I mean, if you listen to this episode, you you have a darn good list. Uh, you know, hopefully yeah, Joe Mixon falls. I know a lot of people like picking up early, but I know he's been having contract disputes or like wanting to get traded, kind of stuff like that. And wherever Dalvin Cook does go, it'll be interessante. Yeah, for real. Uh, now, let's move on to our second and final segment of this episode, episode 11 of the Big Existence Podcast. We're going to be talking about the pre- uh, preview for the NFC East, the NFC Beast, the NFC Least, however you want to name it this year. And Yank, I am very, very positive that my prediction is going to be like 99.9% right. And I'm stoked for it. We are going to start off, well... I am going to start this off with a no-brainer. My Super Bowl prediction winner, the Philadelphia Eagles at number one. Yeah, I'm winning the Super Bowl? I mean, that's my way too early prediction if the Bears aren't going to win it because, you know, obviously I'm going to be hyping them up. But, like, if if, if I'm a betting man, I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles. 
They are primed for it. They are young, but their young guys aren't just young. They have the NFL experience, which I'm going to break down the entire team. And on paper, they are the best team. On paper, statistically, they are one of the best teams. They fell very, very short, and that's even more motivation for them to go ball out. Yank, where is Philadelphia on your list? I mean, I got them winning the division. I do yeah. think that they, I do think that they're going to win the division. Um, I do think they'll repeat, and I think they have a great shot at making a run at another Super Bowl. Um, I'm just, I don't know. I think that it's so hard to pick nowadays that your man's got to. Man's got to think. I don't even know if I have two early predictions anymore. Um, You've been. What? I know I've been hot with it oh, last nice. year. Last year I lost finally, but still, either way. But I mean, it's the NFC East, right? It's been 18 consecutive seasons without a repeat champ. The last team to do that, the Eagles. The Eagles back in 2001 to 04. I think they did it three years in a row. I think that was the McNab, uh, Donovan McNabb years. But. Again, I think they're returning most of their roster. You know, 14-3 and three a season ago, Jalen Hurts on his new deal. I mean, five-year 255. He knows he's got to go out and show out now. He's got on his revenge tour after losing in the Super Bowl. Like, we saw him after losing to Tom Brady in the playoffs. Like, year three starts today. We already talked about this exact thing in the quarterbacks for fantasy. But I think it's a big revenge year. I think year four is even another step in the right direction. We talked about them adding DeAndre Swift. You adding a couple, a couple more weapons around you. We already know about AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. Like, like we get it. We know what he's going to bring to the table. I'm excited about that. Um, and then even the players they lost, right? Because they did. They lost good players. They were able to replace them with people that I'm either very excited for or have all the most confidence and already um and i think that's big time i mean we're talking about like javon hargrave that's a that's a big name to lose from your roster but you're gonna replace him with jalen carter who some people thought were was the number one overall pick he just fell because of his situation yep. chauncey gardner johnson another big time defensive back but you go and you draft sydney brown out of illinois i mean that's big time that's big time you marcus epps is gone but you get terrell edmonds i mean that that's another big time replacement um nicobe dean i mean these these guys are literally reviving the georgia defense like i love the georgia roots like they they proved it that they were the best defense in college football history why not bring that same energy to the nfl i really do love that um, and then again, you lose Miles Sanders, but you're going to add DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny to replace him. Oh, okay. All right. Fine. Cool with me. Um, so I, I just think there's a lot of positives going in their direction. I, I I do believe that they end the curse and they just, they have one of the best rosters on paper and they have the willpower than the quarterback to do it. So I'm um, tough. They're going 14 and three again. That's my prediction for them. Jalen Hurts might have an MVP season. I mean, he is primed for it. He's at that right age, the right experience for him to go do so. And like, if he does get hurt, like at Marcus Mariota, Marcus Mariota was a, you know, he's on quarterback on Netflix. He was a back. I mean, he was a starter. Last show year. So yes, it is. Shout out to them. But like, that's me a great backup. If Jalen Hurts goes down, like he still can win ball games. Marcus Mariota with this offensive weapons can easily win ball games. Now, will they win the Super Bowl? I don't know. But will they win the division with Marcus Mariota? Yes. I mean, that's me saying Jalen Hurts is out, right? DeAndre Swift. It don't matter who the running back is. They got Gainwell still. They talk about Rashad Penny, right? They have a three to four running back room that is great. And that's what they're going to do. They're going to filter, keep their dudes fresh. And that's going to be scary. Um. You know, and you talk about those weapons. I know we're just name calling, but it's so true. Like Devontae Heisman Smith last year, he's going into his second year. He was an 1100 yard receiver with seven touchdowns. Okay. He's wide receiver two, Yank. Wide receiver one is AJ Brown, who's going into his fifth season, 1400 yards and 11 touchdowns. That was his best season of his career because he's with the Philadelphia Eagles. And he gets to repeat it with all the same pretty much coaches. I don't know about the OC, but Nick Sariani is right back. Like, okay. That's fine. They're just running it back. That's why I'm hyping up the Philadelphia Eagles so much. Year three of the system as well. Like, I'm with you on that. Like, it's always and, okay. consistency. And I've been saying a bunch of names, but, like, Dallas Goddard, top five, top ten tight end in the league. Yeah, he's the older. He's the vet in the locker room. Yeah, 700, 300, three touchdowns. Like, that's great. You don't, you don't need to do that much. Offensive line is led by Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson. Like, yeah, they're old, but those mm -hmm. are the dudes who you want leading that offensive line. And then he talked about that Georgia defense. <laughs> it's pretty much Eagles, right? 
Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, N'Kobe Dean, Nolan Smith, they all young and they are all biting at the bit because they have a Georgia championship ring in college. They want to add a Philadelphia one. These are the dogs, no pun intended, that you want on your football team. I mean, Jordan Davis is the backup for Jalen Carter. They're mono a mono. They could you know easily switch in and out. Nolan Smith is a backup. Are you kidding me, Yank? Like they went and got those free agent pieces you were talking about. Um, they have Josh Sweat. The they're just such a young and good defense. Like I said, they're my Super Bowl pick. I won't make a jersey bet with them because I think I did last year, so I got to move on to a different team. But one A is the Philadelphia Eagles to win the Super Bowl. They're winning the NFC East. Easy. Okay. All right, I thought you were about to say 1A for the division. I was going to be like, oh, you're going to throw them up there, huh? You think they're that good? But no, okay. No, they're, uh, this division's not that good. I'm calling it right now. Ooh, I disagree with that. I think it's a very competitive division. All right. Who's your team who's coming in second? I'm going to go Cowboys. I think you have to based on okay. roster. Uh, based on roster, I'm going to go Cowboys. I think they're the main competition to the Eagles in the division. Possibly the main competition to the Eagles in the conference. Um when you're talking about a team on paper, you can't deny the names. It's the same thing we say every year with the Cowboys. I'm not, but I, it's the same reason why I won't pick them to win the division or we go to the Super Bowl because they, they will find a way to lose at the end of the year. Um, however, when you're talking about this defense, I, I mean it. it. It is probably the number one unit. It is, if not top three, but to have – Michael Parsons to have our uh, Dan Quinn, like the system that he has created there, Trayvon Diggs, that like the their jump, you're talking about chomping at the bit. Like these guys did everything and anything to win games last year down the stretch, and they got let down by Dak throwing interceptions or time management or whatever you guys want to call it. This year, they're going to now try and transition it to more of a run game, it sounds like, which I'm 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 here for. They have the offensive line. They have Tony Pollard. They have the talent to do so. Keeps Dak's uh, turnovers down. You go and add Brandon Cooks. To me, that's a true number two receiver behind C.D. Lamb. I think that's great for a number two receiver. You have Michael Gallup, who's now going to be healthy for the first time in a couple seasons. Full off-season workout. I love him as a number three. I mean – they have it's names upon names upon names. At some point, you expect that to produce. I don't think it ends up with a division championship, but I do think that they're they right. this team can win 12 games. I'm going 10 and 7, Yank. I think they do. I think they're gonna be a solid wild card team. But here are the things that are drawing me away. Yeah, CD Lamb is the dude 1300 yards for nine touchdowns. Like, I get it, CD is the guy. You have that defense, which they have a defensive player of the year candidate, Micah Parsons. I love Trayvon Diggs. They got Mozzie Michigan Smith. Like, he's a rookie. Is he going to ball fill in? Marcus Lawrence is getting up there in age, right? He's not going to have any 2017, 2018 seasons, right? But he's still going to be that leader on defense, right? I get all that. So their defense, I don't think it's going to be the best defense in the league, but I think it's going to be up there for, like, top five. Like, I don't think they're going to be number one, but that's going to help them out. But it's all going to be up to Dak. And I do not mean to jump off the Dak Prescott wagon. I know I was hyping him up to get that contract extension. But you went and got your contract extension. I understand injuries were there as well. But time is ticking, my guy. You had 23 touchdowns to 15 interceptions. That is awful. That is why the Cowboys were not good last year. 2,800 yards passing, right? A year ago, when he should like when he uh, was trying to get paid, 4,400 yards, 37 to 10 touchdown intercept ratio like that's a huge drop off yank i mean but can you compare he missed half the year I'm just, but look at the touchdown to interception ratio right you missed I get that year. that's where i the turnovers are an issue the turnovers are an issue so and i think their wide receiver room can improve i do not like brayden cooks right he had 700 yards for three touchdowns i don't like that as a wide receiver too this league you need two solidified we've talked about the eagles right we've he talked was, about- what was he playing for houston right yeah. He was wide receiver one. You should have more than that. He should be close to a thousand. Who was our quarterback? It didn't matter. Long oh my back, goodness. He can't was. throw the ball to himself. And you said you're hyping up Gallup. Yeah, injuries, 424 and four touchdowns. I'm not liking it. I didn't prove anything. You know who I do like? Turpin, the 5'9", 153-pound speedster who returns a lot of kicks for Dallas. I think you should throw him in the slot. Give him more playing time. That'd be my 
professional advice to uh, Coach McCarthy. Um, I see him going ten and seven. I can, I'll maybe give you eleven wins, but I think Dak is going to lose some of those games. I think there's just better teams in the NFL. But I think fine. that's that's fine. I'm not saying there's not better teams in the NFL, but in the NFC, it's bare to none that that are going to be able to compete with the Eagles. And it just happens that the Cowboys are in the same division as them. I see them as that guy. I, I mean, Brandon Cook's not as a number two receiver. I don't know what you're thinking when you oh. talk about that. He's got yes, absolutely. Um, and then when you're talking about like, like obviously, it is going to come down to Dak, and it comes down to the turnovers. But that that was almost an anomaly. Like we had never seen him have double digit turnovers before last season. And I love yeah. So I'm saying like until he if he does that again, there's an actual problem. But to me, I'm still gonna I'm gonna treat that as an anomaly. I think he's better rebounds this year um and like i said if they're going to change the scheme up and focus a little bit more on the run anyway you take the ball out of his hands and prevent that issue so and we forgot to talk about tony pollard and that running back room with ronald jones etc so I, I i do think they're gonna be a playoff team i just not even close to one in the division but let's move on who do you have is i am interested in this is where it gets spicy your number three team in the nfc east uh, I mean, if Saquon Barkley doesn't show up, it doesn't matter. But I'm gonna go with the Giants in third. Um, I mean, let's let's be honest. All three of these teams made the playoffs last year, right? And regardless of what you want to say about the Giants, whether you thought I'm gonna was, say a lot. I mean, I I know that was a lot of one score games. It's a big transition. It was a big jump last year. Yes, they end up getting crushed by Philly in the playoffs at the end of it all, but. I mean, they made the playoffs. To me, they've only positioned themselves to improve. Um, I mean, as long as, again, this is all depending on Saquon Barkley showing up, and we don't know what's going going to happen with this contract right now. We don't know if he's going to sign the franchise tag. We don't know if they're going to offer him what he wants. We just don't know. But he shows up. They've added Darren Waller. They drafted Jalen Hyatt. They draft an upgrade at center. Smith Smith Jr. from Minnesota, I want to see. Yeah, yeah. John Smith Jr., Minnesota. Um, I just I, I love all that. You add Paris Campbell, who's kind of like one of those hybrid, like number three, number four receivers, can do kind of everything, return kicks, all that. I I think that's all stuff to make you better, if not. And, I mean, it's now another year of Daniel Jones under Brian Dable, and I think that he's an absolutely electric quarterback coach, offensive mind in general. We've been able to see what he did with Josh Allen. We saw the improvement in just one year for Daniel Jones. Now it's a year of consistency, which Daniel Jones hasn't had a lot in his career. They paid him. He's comfortable. He knows he's the guy. Go out, go out, go out and – Go out and play. Go out and prove that you deserve that contract, even though we a lot of us don't believe he did. I, I get what they were doing. They had to secure a quarterback, so let's just make sure that it was worth it. But the pieces that they've added around him and everything else, I think it's a step in the right direction. Bad, bad, bad. I got no faith in the New York Giants. 3-14 and 14 is the record I am predicting. Three wins? Three wins. Daniel You're insane. Jones, You're I insane. You time. I gave you your time. You're insane. Now I go. Daniel Jones does not deserve the bag. Four-year, $160 million for your best season to be 15 touchdowns and five interceptions and 3,200 yards passing. Blasphemous. All right? Three years ago, he had 11 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. He had the same. He had a 1.0. What? No, not even. Right? Yeah, that's a 1.0 touchdown to interception ratio. All right. That was three years ago. Two years ago, right? He had 10 touchdowns and seven interceptions. Yank, this is awful. Are you? I'm not, so we're not arguing that. We're not even arguing I gave you your time, dang gummit. My time. All right. Sure. You know what? New York, go pay him. Go have a terrible season so you can draft Caleb Williams. Uh, pick number one next year. I think it is stupid, and that guy's going to lead you to a successful football season. Not a chance. All right. Oh, okay. Let's be even more stupid, New York. Don't pay your franchise player, the guy that sells jersey, right? And Saquon Barkley, thirteen hundred yards and ten touchdowns, and you don't want to resign the guy. Yeah, he's get up there in age, but he's been balling. He's the guy's putting uh people in seats on Sundays. Like you got to be joking me. This is dumb, dumb, dumb. Like. He had his best season, and now you might not pay him like the contract he deserves. You're going to lose your best player. Thanks. Have fun getting that first-round draft pick, getting uh, Caleb Williams next year. Now, okay, 
Mr. Moneybag. You must have some pretty good receivers to throw to. All right. Darius Slayton, 700, two touchdowns. Meh, like, okay, as a wide receiver, too. You got Jalen Hyatt, which, you know, it's kind of a toss-up. I think he could go be the wide receiver one. But if you're having a rookie being your wide receiver one, like, I don't think he's going to compete in the stellar defenses. They have to play these stellar defenses we just talked about twice. That's four games where Daniel Jones is going to get eaten up. There's your four losses right there. Um, Isaiah Hodges is, like, their wide receiver two. 392 and four touchdowns. Meh. Right. Paris Campbell. Yeah. He said he was kind of nice. 602, three touchdowns. Meh. Right. Darren Waller. Three. That's fine. Waller, you know, he ain't going to go win you games. He ain't going to make Daniel Jones some prime time quarterback. Oh, my goodness. So much heat. Gonna, you are just mad. He's going to hate. He, he is going to help out the bad wide receiver room, but. He's 30, and he only played nine games last year. He hasn't played all of uh, all of the games except for two seasons, right? And that was since 2020. That's been three years ago. Yeah, he was great, but he is not going to be the guy that's going to transcend Daniel Jones into a good quarterback. He'll go get his. He will, if he stays healthy. All right? So I, I, I like Darren Waller. I do, but there's some precautions when if he's going to be their lead receiver. I mean, second leading receiver, and that's going to be bad for him. All right, let's talk about their defense. Okay, maybe their defense is going to be good, Yank. Okay, Dexter Lawrence at seven and a half sacks. They're on the D-line. Like, okay, that's all right. Kevin Thibodeau, upcoming star, 33 tackles, four sacks, two four. Okay, like, I'll give you Thibodeau. I like Thibodeau. Bobby Uriki, he's nice, though. 99 solo tackles, two four fumbles. Like, consistency is key there. Uh, shout out the podcast at linebacker. So, Bobby there. But their secondary is going to get cooked like you're at any restaurant in the United States of America. There are way too good a quarterback to let this New York Giants team, the secondary, be lethal. They're going to cook them up. They're, this offense that I just talked about, it cannot hang with these other offenses due to that secondary. My prediction stands tall, and they got nothing on paper. It's a blank sheet. I just don't understand. Unless Saquon comes back, then, you know, put Saquon's name big on there. Okay, okay. Well, obviously, everything is dependent on Saquon Barkley. And I agree with you when it comes to paying the man. He should be the one that I've gotten paid the money over Daniel Jones. We're not arguing on that. I don't think that Daniel Jones... So they're going to go get third in the division? Yeah, and I didn't say that Daniel Jones deserved the bag. I said he had to prove that he deserves that. Like, he... But when you're looking at the... grant, Like, quarterback's the most important position in football. And after making the playoffs this past season... Who were they going to get? There's nobody available. Not at the position that they were going to draft at. Not somebody that they would have had quality for the future. It's not worth wasting a first-round pick on what they had. On top of that, like, I, I get where you're coming from, from the touchdowns and stuff like that, but, like, this team still made the playoffs last year. Like, it made the playoffs last yeah, year with him, with him producing like that. And you're making the assumption of the the pieces that they're adding, like they've been injury prone in the past. Like we've talked about injury prone players and we talk, always mention the fact like it was with CMC, it was Tony Pollard, like they have to be healthy. But every new season, we assume everybody's going to be 100% healthy. If they're all 100% healthy, this team got better. So I just don't understand how they get they dramatically now become go from an eight or nine win team to not, they're going to win three games, man. Three games the guy, the guy no, the i don't see that if saquon barley does not go back you won't hear me tell say another word about what you said if he doesn't come back but we can't just sit sit here and assume like it was the why same why would saquon put his body on the line and better. play for new york for not getting paid but they're going to pay the guy who has almost less touchdowns i agree with that i agree that was a dumb decision but it doesn't change the fact that their team still got better overall unless he doesn't come back that that is the only thing that is the only thing that changes this team and makes it worse than last year. Is it Saquon? Go sit out, my guy. a contract dispute. Saquon, come over shot time. We'll pay you nice and well. Um, they should. I, 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 I'm, I'm strong with this. After I was looking at the team and doing my research, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, yeah, it, it was a freak that they, they, they started off hot last year, uh, in the, uh, in the NFL season, and they got some lucky bounces, some one score games. So I'll give you that. Looks got to run out sometime. All right, New York, you had your chance. Sorry, our good friend Daniel Brown. Like, I think he'd be crazy on this podcast, but I have him at my four slot. You can keep him at your three, whatever. I mean, but. they made the playoffs last year, and they were 0-5 against Dallas and Philadelphia combined. To me, in this division, NFC East is always a weird one. I don't think that they lose every game against Philly and Dallas again. I think that, that like, on paper, they should. 
they should go over against them again. But I just don't think it'll happen naturally with how this how this division plays out. Um, and so if they're able to steal a few there. Again, I think just overall they've gotten better. I don't think I haven't looked at their schedule to see how they start out because I'm with you on your on your point about them getting a fast start last year. They didn't have the strongest of schedules starting out, but I mean, yeah, when, I mean, some of the teams when, that they play, Yank, they play the Seahawks, they play your Dolphins, L, they play the Bills, L, they play the Pats, L, they play the Rams, L. I mean, they could beat the Packers. I mean, the Pats they could beat the. I mean, Rams they play the Packers. Yeah, they could beat. They play the, San Francisco. Like they got a hard schedule. Okay. So that's, I mean, that's different. It's different. That's, but at the same time, like I said, I'm not going to say three, like three wins is just, ah, is just disrespectful. Disrespectful. If Saquon Barley doesn't show up, fine. If he okay. shows up, okay, yeah, if yeah. He shows up, they're winning at, at least you got to give him six. Jesus. All right. Change your mind. I'll give him four wins. Give right. four. We'll go with that. So I guess that leaves. Do you have them at three in the division still, though? No, they're still at four. You have them at four? Yes, they are last because the commander's gonna have a nice five and twelve season. That's my number three team. They're gonna have a nice that's why I said this division isn't like too crazy good because the two teams at the bottom will be at the bottom. But the commanders still have a top possible top five defense, right? And who's their quarterback? Who's their running back? Well, that's the biggest question on the board. <laughs> what will Sam Howe will be good enough? <laughs> okay. Here's my thing about the commanders, Jake. Let me go on my tangent, my my what do you call him? There's talent around him. Okay. So you have Sam Howell, uh, not a proven quarterback. Yeah, there's some things. He he looked kind of decent. He's going to go win you one or two games, right? And I feel like some contract uh, thing is going to go crazy. The typical commander way, he's going to get hurt. Then Jacoby Brissett, oh, snap, the best backup possibly. You know, he's up there, top five best backup of all time. Jacoby Brissett going to go win you a game. Then something's going to go crazy. I got Jake Fromm from years ago. He was on QB1 back in the day. He's going to come in, win you a game. And then it's going to go back to Sam Howell. He's going to start losing some games. It's going to be crazy quarterback, uh, quarterback carousel for the commanders. They're going to win five to six games. All right. Uh, so I think they all get like a win. But, you know, you look around them, Brian Robinson, like I like it, 800 yards and three touchdowns, like still like going to be nice. But is that going to be such a big price that they're going to start winning ball games with him? I don't think so. Right. Wide receivers. All right. Scary Terry. Terry McL uh, McLaurin is he's a real deal. 1100 yards, five tutties. He's your jersey seller. He's the one that people want to go see on Sundays. Now, Dotson, 507 touchdowns. Like, okay, like Dotson at wide receiver two. I like it. Curtis Samuel, 604 touchdowns. Like, hang on, hang on, hang on. What was the stat on Dotson? 507 touchdowns. But you don't like Brandon Cooks at 700 plus yards for his, and him at number two. Okay, okay. I'm just going to point that out. Okay. For Brandon Cooks? Yeah. Brayden Cooks, what do you have? Sorry, I'm going back. Yeah, 700 for three touchdowns? Nah, I'll, I'll take uh, 700. I mean, yeah, that's wide receiver one numbers. He had to be the wide receiver one. He ain't going to be wide receiver one, so his I 700 know. yards is going to fall dramatically. And Dotson's a wide receiver two, and he did that at the wide receiver two slot. Curtis Samuel, 600 for four touchdowns. Um, Logan Thomas, I don't know why he's so hyped, but he had 300 yards and a touchdown. He's another one of those like unicorns. Like he has the talent and the size, and he's a physical specimen. He's amazing, but he's never on the field for more than like five games a year. Exactly. So I don't really like that. And the O line isn't jaw dropping. And like comeback player of the year, Chase Young, like he's going to be coming back playing on this defense. Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, like eight sacks, seven and a half sacks. Kendall Mur uh, Muller, three interceptions. Their defense is nice. But that offense isn't going to be able to compete and keep track with some of those high-powered offenses. The defense is going to help them out. I mean, some of the high, some of the high, high-powered ones. I mean, I, I get that, especially with such an such inexperienced quarterback and us knowing so little about Sam Howell. But if he's any type of consistent, any type of decent, I do believe that talent around him is solid. I mean, scary Terry is scary. Terry McLaurin's real. I mean, Brian Robinson. I mean, anybody that runs out of the tunnel to many men after actually being shot, you're you are real, sir. You are absolutely certified. Um, on top of that, you got Gibson that kind of stay like plays the second back and hybrid receiver role. You got Curtis Samuel, who last year was his first year back after the injuries and everything else. And I thought he played pretty dang decent. Other than I'm gonna give him a full offseason. I like that. Um, like you said, Dotson, I, I look at him, you're, you're talking about number two. I look at him as their number three and I think that's incredible. So I look at that Logan Thomas, if he can ever stay healthy, Chase <laughs> Young, same thing. If he stays healthy, 
I mean, we're talking about him as comeback player of the year if DeMar Hamlin was nothing. But, I mean, aside from that, I think that he's a top de- elite defensive talent, absolutely somebody that they're going to game plan for. You talked about the the pass rush around him. You talked about the linebacker play. I mean, you draft Emmanuel Forbes at quarterback out of Mississippi State. I mean, that's a pretty solid – that's a solid scout right there. I mean, I like it. I like it. I'm not. I, I still have them in fourth in the division. It's definitely in rebuild process. You hyped up the Commanders way more than the Giants. No, I did you not. Four. You said all better things. Like that was such a. What are you talking about? I talked about. I literally talked about what the Giants added that was better. Sorry, because you went on a 15 minute rant and you were blinded by your hate of the Giants. No. no. I love the Commanders. I think. Uh, I and I do like the commanders. I think they aren't going to be no slouch, but I think they do lose lose a lot of those close games this year, um, just because like they don't have the you know the stars, you know the guys you're picking up in fantasy first. But like they got That's, two- and yeah, there's not crazy star talent, but like I said, the talent around him isn't bad. It's just going to be a question of how good is Sam Howell. We don't. I know nothing about him other than what we saw in college. And that, yeah, again, how many of us were watching him play at North Carolina? Not much, uh, which I'm trying to watch more college ball myself because I absolutely love football. Um, well, that's it. You have Philly, Dallas, New York, and Washington. And mine is only switched from Washington at three and New York at the bottom. I am, like, very, very confident. You're lucky, you're lucky we didn't get DV around here right now, man. I know. We, we'd be still <laughs> talking. <Man. laughs> and, like, that didn't have anything to do with that. I just look at this paper, man, and I'm like, there's no way. Especially with Saquon, like, not getting paid, and there's stuff about that, like, it's blasphemous. I, I do worry. I, I mean, that's the biggest worry. It has to be, like, not just him showing up, but also, like, his relationship with the team, teammate. Like, I understand team chemistry. It's a big thing. Hey, you're my best player. I ain't going to pay you. See you later. You had your best season. And- I, I agree. It was a dumb decision on their part to pay Daniel Jones with the stats that he I love had. Brian Dable. Love him. Fantastic coach. And we've seen what happened when Barkley wasn't in the lineup. Like, his, Daniel Jones' numbers are terrible when Zaquan Barkley is not in the lineup. So, I get it. I mean, my last thing about this whole division, yeah, they have Chase Young. I totally forgot about, you know, like, DeMar Hamlin, like, if he plays and actually has a good season. You know, not even a good season. Like, if he just makes it through the entire season, that'll be great. You know, I we joked around on this podcast that Alex Smith, comeback player of the year after his gruesome injury. We might have to add another title. Like, the Alex Smith comeback player of the year, sponsored by DeMar Hamlin, player of the year. Like, you don't have to add another thing on there. But um, I, I'm, I'm excited. It just gets me more excited for football. Like, come on now. Right, right. We're, right around well, the we're less than we're only a few 50, days. Camp start on Tuesday. Fifty six days to the first NFL, or Sunday kickoff. Camp start on Tuesday. We got hard knocks while following the Jets this year. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> God. Uh, well, that is everything. Like I said, my hot takes. I'm going to go win fantasy last week. This week, I mean, we can keep it. Giants, like. I might have to do a jersey bet for the Giants to like get. Yeah, locked. I don't know. I might. Like, have and I'll go buy a Saquon Barkley jersey. Like that might be my new jersey bet. I might have a lot of these jersey I'll bets. I'll come in here like, like about just... to and Haley's about to be mad. <laughs> I'll, I'll think come about in it. here and just be so ugly and just be like, just like, ah, oh, if they beat that record, Daniel Jones jersey, it's coming to my doorstep, bro. <laughs> like, oh god. You might. We'll, we'll we'll pencil it in as something we'll have to talk about. Uh. But all right, buddy. Uh, any more hot takes? Last final final words. You all good? Nope. Keep on subscribing. Keep on checking it all out. Winning the division right there. That's all I'm saying. We're going to get to it. If you're talking sports, it's the matchup. Mickey here with Zizzy. Yeah, we cutting it up. Just a couple of athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is. The Mickey Zizzy podcast. Have a good day, everybody. Peace. Peace.